Um, hello, everybody. What's up, Internet? Um, Mikey Famine here. Um, this is a Patreon exclusive. So welcome. Thank you for donating to our noble cause of not being destitute, poor, and hungry. Um, so thanks for uh, hopping on the team. Uh, with us today, Jartan. What's up, brother? Well, I've been sitting on this call for, what is it now, like two hours, uh, talking to my family. And we're so lucky because we got my brother with us tonight, uh, yes. Shalg. Oi. Introduce <laughs> yourself to the nice people of the internet. Hello, internet. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Shartan's brother. Uh, my name is Shalg. <laughs> Uh, I'm. I live in Norway. I'm a guitar player. Been doing that for eleven for fifteen years. And that is your job. You're a musician. That yeah. is what you do for a living. I'm a guitar player. I'm uh, and I'm a producer. And uh, I do music full time. That's pretty much what I do. That sounds glorious. Um, well, so it, what's, it, what's it does sound glorious, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sounds. Yeah. It is. Sounds. It's not, it's not like in the books, dude. It's not like in the books. So, um, what kind of music do you play? Where have you toured? Like, what's some of that kind of stuff? Um, I've, I've, uh, I've played with a quite famous artist in Norway for about 15 years now. Uh, he, he was knighted by the king, so that should say something. Uh, apart from that, I've, I've played with a few cats from, from New York a couple of times. Uh, and uh, I've got a few guys from, from LA. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I, I get to do what I like, get to do what I love, uh, and people are gracious enough to allow me to do it along with them. All right. So I have to, I have to cut in here because I feel like you're selling your bit a bit short. You're not playing with one of Norway's biggest artists. You are playing with what is widely considered like the biggest artist over the last what, 25, 30 years in Norway? Yeah, he's, um, he's made an impact. Yeah. Uh, would you, like, I, I would say that he formed the landscape of Norwegian music industry, industry uh, for quite some time. Uh, I, I do remember I went to that 40-year anniversary concert that you had. Yeah. Uh, that was 40 years of him as a solo artist. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. And you still do shows from April till October every year? Yeah, basically, yeah. Across May. Norway, sold out? Well, not this year. No, not, not this year, but <laughs> this, this year, I, I think we can uh, consider this year as a, an, uh, an, an anomaly, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, every year, because you've been with um, with this artist now for uh, what is it, fourteen years? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen years, and you're still selling out shows year after year, all across Norway. From, yeah, yeah. From Hammerfest to, to, to from yeah, the, the south to the north. The thing about him is he he's like he's been a, like a steady force all along. He he had his peak like in the eighties. And then he was really not a force to reckon with, if you know what I mean, uh, during most of the 90s. And then he came back in the 2000s. And it's just been a boost 
from there on out. And I joined in the early 2000s. But uh, he's been in the game for so long and he's written songs that, you know, has made an impact in people's lives. So people, not, not just, you know, uh, our parents, but, you know, uh, our, our generation and our kids have a relationship to his songs. So, so, so we, we, look, we like gather, it is that, it, he's like, uh, with all the respect, uh, with all respect, uh, he's like uh, Bruce Springsteen-ish okay. of North, because, because he, like, you know, when, when, when Bruce came along, like in the late 80s, he made an impact to, 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 to normal people. Yeah. And he's done the same thing here, but in, in our language. So that means that, you know, we're sort of confined to, to Norway. But, you know, he's, uh, you know, people have gotten married to his songs. They've gotten divorced to his songs and they've gotten fell, fell in love to his songs. They have had kids to his songs and they buried their parents to his songs. So he's, he's one of those people that made the soundtracks to our lives, you know. And that's, and that's cool to be able to play with like a, like we would call that here like a legacy act where yeah, it's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's someone who's very well established in the music industry, well respected. And that's, you don't, you got to have chops to play for those guys because they're not just getting Joe Schmo off the street to ruin well, you know, something that's so impactful to everybody's lives. So that's a, that's a compliment to you to be playing well, thank with, you, with, you such a, with such an honored tenure. But you know you, the thing about you know playing that kind of music it's not about chops really it's it's rather it's about being the right component to the circuit yeah because you, you know you got to be a decent person <laughs> yeah to make the circuit work you need the right components you know and when you get the right components in the right place that makes it work but that doesn't mean that one component is more important than the other it's the circuit that makes it work yeah. and that's how this this band works it's it's not about you know me being awesome and the, the rest being you know, not, uh, we're, we're all awesome, but you know, the circuit is right. Right. The right people in the right place, playing the right music at the right time with the right intentions. And that makes it work. See you guys. It's just that simple. <laughs> have the right pieces and don't be mean. And then there you go. You have a long lasting. <laughs> <laughs> never be mean. Never be mean. It, it took me because I played. Um, I was in a metal band for three, four years, and we started off a little catty, but then we all just kind of understood a little bit more about the local music scene and how how Mount Everest it would be to ever do anything. And I think that kind of brought us a little closer together. We're just like, oh, yeah, no one cares what we're making right now. Okay, cool. Well, at least we can just have some beers and be friends then. And then we can just, right. the music will come and then everything else will come and we'll just, we'll just do whatever happens then. And that was fun. Yeah, because, you know, good music comes from good people doing what they do for the right reasons. Right. Right. Because right. uh, what it's all about, you know, music is about energy. It's about, you know, bring, bringing the band together, bringing the audience together with the band together in a, small, in a, in a bubble where you just yeah. have fun, you, you have a good time, and you you leave the you know you, you leave the venue or uh, wherever you're you're at and say eh, I had a good time this was nice this was cool uh, if you listen to to uh, angry music you know in in lack of better words and or, yeah, or if you listen to ballad, ballads or yeah, yeah whatever it doesn't matter 
<laughs> the, you, the thing is that you, it's, it's, always, it's always about energy. It's about, you know, if, if, you're, if you're frustrated, if you need to, uh, to get some, some, just to lash out, you know, listen yeah. to that kind of music and you leave there and you go, eh, I had a good time. That's what it's right. all about, you know. And that's, and that's one thing that I always thought was funny about playing like heavier music is how everyone expected everyone to just run out of the concert as soon as it was over, just ready to just like knock over mailboxes and flip car. No, everyone's good now. Yeah. You got all that stuff out. You got all that out in there. Yeah. You just swear. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, voice is shot. yeah you know, <laughs> I, uh, I got a friend who works uh, uh, as a police officer. He said, it's like, what we love is like heavy metal parties because there's no fights. There's all love. Oh no! At, at heavy metal parties, hockey matches. Oh, that is scary. a that's a fucking shit show. People be on the same rooting for the same team and be fist fighting out in the parking lot. But but like uh, all right. So Mikey, you've been doing music now for what is it? Uh, you're a bit younger than we are, but you're in your thirties as well. Yeah, I'm in my thirties, but I mean, I did like the whole. Um, what do you guys call it? Like primary school into secondary school so i've been playing like i played um trumpet and jazz band and concert band and that's where i learned like music theory and reading and writing and all that good stuff i got the basics there and then i was like oh i'm 13 hey there's a guitar sitting over here can i have that so i've been no oh, it's almost 20 years now i've been playing guitar and you got some beautiful guitars as well i like them yeah you i do. like them um uh... I know the history behind your shot, but uh, I would like you to tell us about uh, your guitar history, how you started off, how you got into music, and your biggest influences. That would be helpful. Well, I started out when I was about 10, I think. <laughs> I uh, believe that is correct, yeah. Yeah, I got a, yeah, a beat-up guitar, a acoustic guitar, uh, from my dad's work. He brought it home. Uh, that's a teacher, by the way. He uh, yeah, brought it, home. Yeah. It, it. It was a school guitar, you know, one of those old beat up nylon strings, yeah. landolas, like a classical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three quarter size. And uh, start off on that, and, and um, I, I think I, I got pretty good pretty fast. But the thing was, you know, I, oh, I wasn't the biggest kid in the yard. So, so, so uh, Dude, football. that's a fucking understatement. Come on, bro. All right. That's an <laughs> understatement. Not being the biggest kid in the yard. I was tiny and yeah. skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so so con con any kind of context board was kind of uh, out. Yeah. So, but uh, I got pretty good playing guitar pretty fast. And, uh, and again, back to the energy. It, it felt good. It felt good doing that. And it felt good being good at something. So it was a cool thing to right. do. And I got my first electric guitar when I was about 12. I still have that, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I've been fortunate enough to never have to sell anything. So I still have that guitar. And I use it a lot. And, and it was a, a Fender Strat Mexico from about 92, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't look the same now, is it? Then? Well, I, I changed the pick guard. I changed the hardware. Uh, I changed the pickups. I, I changed everything but the wood. <laughs> change the frets but you know it's still it, it's uh it's been there from the beginning so it's uh it's uh it's not an expensive guitar but it's a value it has sentimental value. yeah it's a yeah, high, uh, high value uh, if i if 
and this is anecdotal, of course it is. Um, it, it, there's two guitars that my brother have that I have, I have sort of an emotional connection to. That was that white uh, Mexico Strat that you bought. That was your first yep. guitar that you bought in, I think Stockholm. Is that correct? Stockholm. Yeah. Deluxe Music about yeah. 92. Yeah. Uh, and you also have the Body Guy Strat. Yeah. Uh, oh, the one with the polka dots? No, I, 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 uh, this was back in 97, I think, when I bought this one. And there was two versions at the time. It was the one with the polka dots, and there was one that was in vintage blonde. Yeah, I was about to say the cream colored one. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to read Fender magazine like I every did the same month. Thing. I, just, <laughs> I, like, I oh. knew, I knew yeah. putting you guys it together was, was a good fucking nice idea. And I had all the specs figured out. I read all the stuff about all the guitars. And then next year, there was a new catalog. I would read that one. And okay, they, they changed that one. They changed these yeah. specs. They did, yeah, new pickers on this one. All right. And then I'm just like, then I would just like make a little list like um, on like a piece of notebook paper. I'm like, all right, so what I need is $6,000. And then I can learn how to play guitar because that's how my brain works. Yeah, as I know. I can buy all of this stuff, and who is Juanes? And I love his guitars. <laughs> no, so so these two guitars, the white uh, sort of Jimi Hendrix strats that you bought, the Mexico strat that you bought, yep. and you had the body guy. Uh, those are two of the guitars that you have. That every time I see you on stage, it's kind of an emotional thing for me. I remember being there when you bought those guitars. I remember being. A part of that process you you see what i mean that yeah yeah and and it's always fantastic because it's still how many got guitars you got now how many instruments because i know you got like dobro slap steels yeah uh, it's uh, ukuleles mandolins 59 at the moment yeah. 59 yeah but yeah I, i've been fortunate enough to never have to sell anything yeah which is like it's like and I'm so happy I never had to do that because I, if I had sold my first guitar, I would have missed that. Not because it was a great guitar, but because I would, I would want to have that guitar in my possession. I second that. Second that. It's, that Ibanez, the RK550 that I had back in the day, you remember the white yeah. and black? <laughs> yeah. Still fucking miss that guitar, mate. Um, uh, but, my, but all right, my, so... so but one, can second, we one second, one second, yeah, one second. Of course. Yeah. I, want to, I want to tell my first guitar story now. Yeah. Um, do, do. So I'm, I'm playing this. Actually, I still have, I guess technically, this guy is my first first. It's just yeah. um, a Fernandez acoustic electric. I had no idea how to play it. Um, and my stepdad didn't think I was going to actually commit and actually like learn. So he gave me that, that was sitting up like on pretty much on the wall as art or whatever, just to look cool on the wall. And I was like, can I, can I play it? Like, can I? So he, he bought me electric strings for it. And I was strumming around on electric strings for like four months. And then he eventually for my birthday got me a Squire bullet. But I, I remember those. Yeah. The lowest, lowest. Yep guitar you could get from fender and i i think i even even years later when i started uh playing with tempest it was 
I still played it at a couple shows just because I loved it so much. And through an unfortunate roommate situation, I lost like 85% of my belongings. I did not have space in the car that I left in to take the bullet with me. And it haunts me to this day. Like I couldn't imagine somebody playing my guitar right now. Like it just drives me insane that my guitar is in a pawn shop somewhere. When that's my baby, like what is my baby doing in there? It's just uh, the I, worst feeling. It's I know so feeling. many guys that I've, uh, I've played a lot with, uh, with guys that are a lot older than I am. And what happens is you know, they, they try to find the instruments that they lost, that what they sold, yeah. and get, you know, get their first uh, tool stack. Because yeah. there is a there is a there is a value to those. There is they, they have a, like um, significance to their career, to their yeah. progress. It's nice to have the like the first stepping stone. It's yeah. nice to be able to pick it up and yeah. look at it and say, "Wow, look how far I've come." Right. And if you don't have that, you have to just remember it, and then mm -hmm. it's like, ah. Oh. But then, like the little tuning pegs would always just like shoot up for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, as you pro progress and you find like the tools of your trade, there's always something healthy about going back to like, like the crude tools that you started mm -hmm. out on and suck. Yeah. Play bad instruments and suck again. That's a good thing. But that's like, a, that's like the earthing, if you know what I mean. It's like going back and playing something that's hard to play, but that's where you how you hone your craft. That's where you, where you learned everything from. And go so back and play you, and make yeah. that work. And so then when you pick up the your LTD, oh, it's like playing on it's like playing on ice. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. it's a slippery. This is the slipperiest, most comfortable neck I've ever played. This is yeah, easy yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, you can cough and it sounds good. <laughs> right into the pickups, just <laughs> yeah, it still sounds good. You know, but if you're going back wow, to in tune. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but going back to the, like back in the '90s when I started playing out, you know, or the 2000s as well. You know, the, the the instruments you got back then for like a reasonable pre reasonable price weren't anywhere close to what you get now. They yeah. were they were the setup was bad. The yes, the everything was bad, really. Right. It, uh, it was, was bad. They were pretty much unplayable instruments, but yeah. somehow, I think, well, maybe that speaks to how people from certain generations are typically better players than some of the newer guys is because you had to make those horrible blocks of wood sound good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you learned a lot more techniques. So now, now that the things have become easier and better, it's so much easier for you now and then you know what i'm saying so if you start off without that stumbling block to climb that first that very first obstacle being your own guitar without that obstacle i feel like they're kind of missing something yeah because uh, I, th I think there's a healthy thing going through working through the obstacles yeah making it work because at the end of the day it's all about music it's all about you know uh, saying something you know like getting getting some some message out you know you have, you have a message yeah you wanted to get that out somehow and you have the tools that you have and you have to use those to the best of your abilities to make that work
But, uh, you, know, you know, now you, you can get the software on your iPad that makes a guitar sound like Steve Vai or Eric yeah. Johnson or whatever. And you, it, all you have to do is like touch the strings and it works. But you're going through that process of making stuff, making junk work. Literal junk. <laughs> yeah, but really, it's junk. It, it, it's not supposed to work. It's bad. It's not good craftsmanship. It's not supposed to work, but you have to make it work because that's the only tools you have to to express what what you want to express. And and maybe that was just us holding on to things for that 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 sentiment for that sentimentality of of that very first instrument, and maybe using it a little bit longer than we should have. Like maybe we should have gone to like that mid level instrument sooner. But because it was your guitar. No, I play guitar on this. Like, this is where I do my guitar. But we have to be honest, though. Like, my brothers, uh, those two guitars that I was talking about, uh, uh, they do not look or sound the same that they did 25 years ago. Oh, that's a big sip, mate. That that was... All right, we have to comment on that sip. That that was a big sip of red wine. That was was a good one. (laughs) What? That was respectable. Well, that's a big, there's a big hole in the cup, so that's probably why the, the wine keeps falling out of it. Uh, respectable, respectable. But, <laughs> but we have to be honest, those guitars don't sound the same today or look the same. No, but, but I, don't, I don't sound the same or look the same as I did back then. Uh, the looks... <laughs> it's got a same. beard now. No, 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 but, but, no, he's got a reclining hairline and he's got a bit bad. more beard. Oh, he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. Uh, we need to, this is audio, mate. You got to shake your head. You had to eat the fucking weed. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what Jartan's talking about. I see a full that, head of hair. Thanks, dude. I don't know what he's talking about. Mike, I like you. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like we. Uh, all right. So we got into. Uh, do you want to tell uh, everybody out there in the internet what kind of rig you're working now, uh, what kind of equipment you're on, and what you prefer? Because I, I, I've got some questions about certain guitars, but I don't want to get too nerdy on that. But uh, this is Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Let's get to the weeds. Let's get in there. Get oh, we got! There. I got so many questions. I want yeah. him to answer. And I have no secrets, so so, so hit me. Yeah. But uh, uh, right now, um, last couple of days, three days, I've been working on. We're gonna do a church concert stream uh, with an artist that I work with. We did uh, um, an album of Psalms uh, two years back. Uh, which is pretty good in Norway. Uh, we translated the lyrics from uh, from like uh, a Swedish artist, uh, Norwegian. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that yes. one. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, but but, but uh, in Norway we have a lot of dialects, and the light dialects differ quite a bit. So we would translate all the lyrics from like uh, the. Uh, official Norwegian language to our dialect. Okay. And um, it did pretty good. Uh, and uh, a, a certain percentage of, of the sales from that album went to um, to charity. So we, we ended up 
giving a, it's a, a check. It's a pretty specific specific charity, though, mate. You need to do. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what the like the, how how to say that in England. Uh, in it's it's uh, a charity uh, specific to people who have substance uh, abuse or problems with homelessness. It, it, yeah, it's like yeah. Blue Cross, I guess. You yeah. know, it's uh, like a like a transient. Um, yeah. yeah, for people that do drugs, people do yeah. that don't have a home, people that just need a little bit of help right now, just to get on their feet again. So which is a, is a noble cause. Well, of course, we'll link to the live concert and the Ben podcast. We'll do it through our uh, Twitter, our Facebook, and of course, you'll see all about it. We'll do everything to get as many, many people in. Right. So this is what happens when your little brother asks you to do a small chat on Facebook or whatever, and he's broadcasting it everywhere. It's cool. I'm not broadcasting anything. Everybody's going to see this. Like, nobody's going to hear this before mm. that concert actually happened. Like, we're going to talk about this later, all right? Yeah, 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 all right? This is my big brother, everybody. This is my big brother. We're going to have a conversation about this. Yeah. All right. This is going to be an issue. So, the cool brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the so, white trash one. He's the one who's got shit together, right? Uh, but but we need. Oh, we thank need you for that one. That's yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking, you were a straight. No, this man was a fucking straight A student, like through fucking college, right? He dropped out. What was it like? Two months before you were supposed to graduate from uni. Yep. Yep. To become About six, a six months to fill. Yeah. Yeah. To become a musician, right? He just. He just put Swag. out all. He just put all his eggs in one basket, and he just went for it. I, it seems like he made a um, a calculated risk, and it has worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was a bumpy journey. It was a bumpy journey. We'll get back to that. It was a bumpy journey, but we'll get back to that. I, I we want to hear about what what are you working now? What is your equipment? What are you doing? I didn't go to school. I ended up with Jartan, so. Yeah, oh. my deepest condolences, dude. <laughs> so stay, in, kids, stay in school. <laughs> uh, stay in school. Th- 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 you don't want to end up. Mike, can you can you mute Jordan? Can I can I what him? Can 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 we mute him? <laughs> um, let me click a couple buttons here. If we just <laughs> act like we'll just no, act I'm like kidding. we'll just act like we can't hear him, and then yeah. he'll think he's yeah. muted himself. He's been doing that for thirty-eight <laughs> fucking years. <laughs> Yeah. No problem. I was I was gonna go for thirty five, but yeah. <laughs> the first couple of years were cute, you know. The, the middle finger came up. <laughs> yeah. The first couple were great. So now, what what are we what are we working? Is it still fenders? Uh, I I had a uh, deal with uh, the distributor of Gibson since uh, for the last ten years, uh, uh, but they went bankrupt now recently so uh, i guess that's out of the window uh, i uh, i have a great relationship with fender yeah uh i use a lot of stuff from different artists uh, what, what i'm using now for the concert i'm doing right now is uh, a mower or a moor maybe uh yeah. preamp live it's a great piece of gear it's about like 400 bucks i guess in the states 
uh, it's a, a, a preamp pre simulator. It's not the same as using an amp, but it's decently close. And uh, like with mics, like with everything else, you have to learn how to use it. So now I'm using that for pedal steel and uh, uh, Fender Bass 6, which is uh, a six-string bass tuned an octave lower than a guitar that I use for this concert. Uh, I, uh, I use uh, uh, now in because of the Corona uh, yeah. situation. I have to uh, we're, we're doing streaming concerts and to give the uh, the, the guy just the, the sound the best possible. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, signal or the, you know for for him to have as as little sound in the room as possible. Uh, and the mo most of the sound getting straight into the board. I use an, an uh, Universal Audio Aux, which is an, an, uh, uh, a speaker simulator, which is great. Uh, apart from that, I'm, I love Marshall amps. I have a, a few old uh, Fender amps. Uh, there's a new person on my screen. Yeah, this, this is Brenna, our resident producer. She's yeah. going to make sure that we stay on track. Yeah. Thank uh, you yes. for letting me know. <laughs> uh, Hi, Brenna. Nice to meet you.